Welcome to Hobbit Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Jay. In this podcast, we explore the things and thoughts surrounding backcountry hiking, adventure, untraditional ways of living, including van life, spirituality, mental health, and whatever else my hobbit heart desires. We will converse in thought-provoking reflections immerse into the depths of self-expansion. We will discover the important questions to ensure you are in alignment with yourself and being the most authentic hobbit you can be. Like any hobbit, we will walk towards fear, conquer trials and tribulations, and unleash the unlikely supply of courage we have within us to prevail the journey of life while also enjoying the simplicities along the way. Bring your tea or bevy of choice, maybe your second breakfast or a scrumptious snack, and join in today's thinks and thoughts, my dear hobbits. Life is an adventure after all, and as Gandalf said, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. If we were meant to stay in one place, we'd have roots instead of feet. So don't forget, stay wild, hobbits. Hi! Hello! It's been a long time, hobbits. Summer has happened and passed, and now the autumn leaves are falling and the crisp, humid air of fall has returned. Which also means that we're back to drinking nothing but tea, cozying up with my fuzzy blankets, My energy has started to resettle. I'm realigning. My thoughts are neutralizing. I'm going back to yoga. Things are happening. I got sidetracked in the fast lane for a while, going like 150 freaking kilometers an hour in the fast lane. Then I hit the metaphorical ditch. But alas, we made it back to the middle lane. We're swerving in and out of the slow lane. Fall has arrived. It is time to just settle in. I also just want to let everybody know... (laughs) I am also currently struggling with an addiction to Reese's peanut butter cups. I don't even know why, but that's happening. So that's fantastic. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the first five months of living in the van, because I think that that's a milestone. Originally, I was going to do four months, but uh, four months happened, and I did not end up recording the episode, so now we're on to five months. So (laughs) this episode is going to be about the first five months in the van, and... Yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff. But first, let's do today's oracle card. The oracle card for today is answering the call. The time is now. You've been called. The sacred journey always starts with a call. You might feel ready or you might be uncertain or not willing. But when you receive the call, you must respond. If you've been waiting for your life to turn out, the waiting is over. Your true and authentic life is happening. If you've been hoping for a sign, this is it. Right now, you've been called, and a gateway is opening for communication from the spirit realms. The energy of courage surrounds you. You may not know what the future brings, but you do know that it is now time to act and go forward. Spirit is trying to get your attention. Right now, your spirit helpers are telling you that this is your time. Listen with your heart. Your time is now. Do it now. Throw your shoulders back. Take a deep breath and plunge forward. The waiting is over. No matter what concerns or hesitations you have, in the deepest sense, you are ready. Believe. Trust. Follow the signs. There will be many and miracles will happen.
Well, hobbits, we have reached a milestone. Whoop, whoop. Well, I think it's a milestone. We have made it to the first five months in the van. And it feels like so much more time has actually passed than five months, but time just goes by so fast. Like, that's crazy. Five months. It's been five months, yo. Anyway, I'm excited to kind of listen back to these episodes because I think that as time goes by, my perspective and lessons learned from living in the van might change. So reflecting on today is going to be probably different than when I reflect in a year of van life. So that's kind of exciting. Anyway, five months. That means that I've been living out of my van for, hold up, let me grab a calculator, 150 days. Wow. 150 days of waking up and having coffee at the beach, in the mountains, or I guess in the city. And I am happy to report that I have yet to sleep in a parking lot. Five months, not a single parking lot. It's crazy to me that five months has passed by because the first month I spent in the van going down the coast of Oregon and California and central Oregon. And then I did a quick trip to Vegas. And then since then, I've done a couple trips out to Tofino. And I also did a road trip out to the Rocky Mountains, which was really nice. And now it's just kind of of time to focus on getting some work done and getting to Baja here in a couple months. So that's super exciting. So it's been five months in the van and I feel like I've learned a few things, but there's one big culprit that I did not see anywhere online. Nobody talks about this when they say, I live in a van. Yeah. Drum roll, please. Fucking mice. Yeah. Did not really process that ever happening. I mean, of course, like now that I think of it, like, yeah, of course, mice would be a potential culprit of living in a van, but nobody actually mentioned it. Would have been nice to know. Anyway, this might not be like a common issue among all van lifers, but I feel like at some point in your van life journey, you're going to encounter some critters in your van that you do not want. And for me, this first critter was a mouse. And thank fuck, I found it right away and got rid of it. Actually, I made my brother, (laughs) I made my brother get rid of it for me. My van is essentially spotless and everything is in rubber containers. There is no reason for a mouse to be in my house. None. Zero. It can leave and never return. It can die. I thought I was being so diligent, but I still got a mouse in the van and I... (laughs) I was so scared. You don't even understand. I am deathly afraid of mice to the point that I didn't even sleep in the van for like four days until I caught this damn mouse. I was like, no, there's no way. I believe this mouse hitchhiked a ride from the coast all the way to Alberta because I did an overnight hike. I got back to the van. I opened the sliding door and I was like, there's a fucking mouse in here. It was the first thing I noticed when I opened the sliding door. And you're probably like, how is that even possible? Well, it's because I saw like little crumbs and I was like, those aren't crumbs. That is mouse shit on my counter. 
what the fuck is this? And then I took a quick look around and I was like, yeah, there's a mouse in here. And I could just feel it. Like I could feel that there was a mouse in my van. Took a deep breath, put my hiking pack in the back of the van. And I was like, I have no choice but to drive. I have to drive. I have to drive the 12 hours to Calgary today. Like I I have to drive with this mouse in my van. Like I don't, I need to make it. I need to continue driving. Most stressful drive ever. I'm driving down the highway, down the Coquihalla Highway. And I'm like, if a mouse comes out, jumps on me, I'm dead. I'm dead. There's no way I'm surviving a crash in my van if a mouse jumps on me. Like, I'm dead. Like, I'm terrified of this happening at this point. And um, yeah, it was a very stressful 12-hour drive. Parked the van for like three days in a garage. And yeah, uh, never caught the mouse. And then (laughs) I went to go do another backcountry hiking trip. And Lo and behold, first night, caught a mouse in the van. Good thing I got traps this time. I was prepared. So yeah, there's absolutely no mice in my van now. Thank goodness. It is well dealt with. I seriously had a conniption fit and I found every single resource to get rid of mice in a van. Everything. So yeah, anyway, mice, that's a thing. I ended up doing a couple things to get it under control because my automatic thought was, if I have a mouse, I don't want it in my insulated walls in the van or eating my wires. Like that would be terrible, which can cause a whole lot of other trouble. So what did I do? Naturally, I got all the mice deterrents and put all of them together in the van. I bought cedar spray, steel wool, ultrasonic plug-in, like slow mouse release package thingies, peppermint oil. I did the whole thing. I did everything. I've also been extremely diligent on not leaving a single wrapper, not a single coffee cup, not a single drop of chocolate anywhere in the van because I'm like, I am not dealing with a mouse in this van. It's just not happening. I will burn the van down. I'm not even kidding you. I will fucking burn the van down if I see another mouse in here because I I can't deal with it. So yes, mice, that has been dealt with. I've also heard of lizards getting stuck in tight spots in vans, like probably in places like Arizona or something. Definitely not here. But I've heard of these things happening and I don't think enough van lifers actually mention this. So yeah, critters living in your van, that's a thing. Be aware. It will happen at some point and you're probably going to have a conniption fit like me and that's fine. You'll deal with it. Anyway, moving on. So the first five months, the most common question I get is, how do you take a shit? And I cannot be more annoyed with this question to the point that I don't even answer this when people ask me anymore because it just irritates me so much. When you live in an untraditional way, something like van life, you figure it out. You find out what works for you. I spend so much time outside of my van, either at work, at park, at beaches, campgrounds, coffee shops, at friends and families, the gym, at a yoga studio, that, yeah, no, I don't, I've never even had an issue with releasing the bodily fluids out of my body in my van. It just doesn't, it has never occurred to me that this would ever be an issue. It's only an issue to people who don't live in the van. Like, it's the number one question I get, and please stop asking me. The same sort of thing goes for showering, 
Yes, my van does not have a shower, but I have never gone more than three days without a shower in the last five months. Not once. Not once have I gone more than three days without a shower. There are showers accessible everywhere and I make it my number one priority. Like I've never had an issue with not showering. But like I said, I take it as a priority, but it is very rare that I even go even two days without a shower and I don't even have a shower in the van. I have an outdoor shower, but I literally can never use it because it's probably not appropriate for me to even use it in public ever, especially when I'm living and working in the city. So showering, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, yo. If you have a gym membership or like me, you have a a gym membership and a yoga studio that you pay for. I love my yoga studio that I go to and they have the best spa-like experience showers. So I will continue to pay for their membership because bless, I love their studio and I also love their showers. They're amazing. Rec centers are okay. I do have a rec center membership. The showers are kind of hit and miss at rec centers and gyms, which is hilarious because (laughs) I have a gym membership and I have not once actually used it for gym purposes. I've literally only used it to shower. (laughs) But, But right now, the biggest discovery I have made is just buying a yoga pass studio, making sure that they have showers in their studio and voila amazing love it not only do you have a nice studio session but you also have like a luxurious spa like shower and it's so much better than rec centers and gyms and like all those crazy places that people go to yoga studio that is where it's at that is the best place that i'm showering at right now and it's it's amazing love it 10 out of 10 obviously this will not always be the case when I'm not in one single location all the time. But for right now, yoga studio is my favorite method and I will continue to do so until my next adventure. What irks me the most is that most people in my life know that I'm doing this whole van life thing and 99% of people do not ask me how I am transitioning or how I'm doing with this lifestyle. Their first question is always, where do you go to the bathroom? It's never, how are you doing with this new life transition or something of that sort? I think I've had two people genuinely curious as to how I'm coping with van life and shout out to them because that is so sweet of you. So if you know someone who is transitioning into an untraditional way of living, whether that's van life, RV life, I don't know, whatever it is, treehouse, whatever it may be, maybe ask them how they're doing with the change rather than asking them how they're taking a shit. Like, I don't, I, can can you just not ask me that? Like, I'd rather not. Anyway, next thing that I was not entirely prepared for happening was the amount of strange encounters I would have with people because of the van. Let me explain. I have become hyper aware of my surroundings since living in the van because I need to feel safe and the world is crazy out there. Like, the streets are a mess everywhere you go. And people are always looking at you and the van. And I've had several encounters now where I park in a parking lot. And there's always weird men looking at me, eyeing me up. Now, it might just be curiosity about the van or the fact that there's 
a little tiny human being driving this massive van. I don't know. Or the fact that I'm a solo person in this van. Or the fact that my dog is adorable in the front seat. I don't know. But I've had a few strange encounters and I just open the sliding door and I'm sitting there enjoying the view and some random guy will just poke his head through the mesh cover of the side door and just pop his head in and be like, hey, what's happening in here? Like, this is a total acceptable thing to do. Uh, (laughs) what the fuck? Excuse me, you are trespassing. Please leave. Don't do that. You're allowed to be curious, but to poke your head in people's vans is not okay. Even if the door's open, don't do that. It's weird, okay? It's weird. I've had a few situations now where something weird like that happens, and I automatically stop the interaction and just move out. Like, I'll just move to a different parking lot or something and completely exit the area. The nice thing about my van is that, for the most part, it just looks like a big white van, And my van doesn't really look like a camper van. So I can just exit and just be like, cool. I hope I never see you ever again. Please don't do that. The nice thing about the van is that my van doesn't stick. It doesn't stick out when I'm driving around town or like driving down the street. Like people aren't going to genuinely be like, oh, I recognize that van. I don't have like a blue pinstripe on my van. Like I, it's just a regular van. So people can't just like memorize my vehicle and then be like oh I've seen that van before it's just it's not likely going to happen in my van because of the way that I'm keeping it that way on purpose for instances like this and the first five months has been proof people are fucking weird out there man people are weird in another episode I want to talk about dogs and van life but I do want to mention that Wilson has adjusted to the van and I'm so happy that he has. I was worried that he wouldn't adapt to this change but I'm super 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 proud of him. Wilson is eight so he's not exactly a puppy. The first week or so in the van was a bit of a struggle for him. I had to leash him, give him treats, and like coax him into the van because he was like, I'm not going in there. What is happening? And I had to teach him to confidently jump up into the front seats. And through our road trip in Oregon, he adjusted to driving around and it was so freaking adorable. Honestly, you don't even know. Like, it is so cute watching his little bowling ball head and quirky ears flopping in the wind outside the passenger window without panting like a stressed out mother trucker like bless his soul he's beautiful one of the questions I got asked (laughs) was my experience traveling with Wilson and let's just say it's honestly been a blessing the transition phase of moving into the van was a bit skeptical at first but we worked it out When traveling with a dog, you have to take into consideration that not all states, not all state parks allow dogs, which can be an issue. And I had this issue when I was in California, which is one of the big issues that I do not like California. So many national parks, particularly in the states, don't allow dogs. So it really put a damper on my plans and you kind of really have to adjust, especially if you do have a dog. But I'm not going to leave my dog in the van for eight hours while I'm out hiking without him. Like, I'm just not going to do that. I can't do that. 
So it's awesome to travel with the dog, but there are some restrictions on where you can go and how long you can go out for, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And I love that I get to take him to all these places with me while we still can. And I know in the future, I will cherish the time that we had together in our van life days, just me and the dog. It's amazing. I'll have a bigger episode on van life and dogs, but for now, we'll leave it at that. Wilson is amazing. He's the best dog ever. (laughs) The last four months, I guess it's been five months now, but it made me realize that I have zero intention of ever living in a house. Like, maybe ever. The more time I spend in the van, the more freedom I feel, the less attachment I have, and the more I see absolutely no need or benefit to owning a house. Life changes all the time, so my mentality to this could change, and I'm sure that at one point, yes, I would love to have a cabin, but I am nowhere near ready for that. I feel like owning a house is now a retirement thing, not something I want to do in my 30s, maybe even my 40s. I'm just going to leave that right there. (laughs) And episode done. (laughs) Just kidding. Right now, I have this idea in my head to just do untraditional ways of living. Maybe it's van life in like a whole bunch of different countries. I have this idea and this mentality in my head right now that this is just my way of life for the foreseeable future. And I plan on it being in like a lot of different places. I see absolutely no attraction to working a career in your home country only to buy a house and have a family and whatever other people are doing. I would rather reflect back in 20 years from now and say that I lived in X countries and X ways and had all the experiences and stories than, oh, I bought a house in my 20s, 30s, 40s. Like, that sounds so fucking boring to me. No, I don't want that. That is not appealing to me at all. I don't see the attraction in having my current career anymore either. And that is even more evident with the van. For those that don't know, I currently work in like a sub healthcare sector, community living care specifically. And do I even, yeah, where do I start? I guess the problem is that this career does not align with who I am anymore. Not even close. It does not align with who I want to be. It does not align with my visions of life anymore. If I'm being very honest, I don't give a rat's ass about my career anymore. I don't I don't even care about having a career anymore. I could not care less. The problem is is that having having this job This adult job provides stability and stability is calm, it's predictable, it's safe. So it's easy to stay. It's easy to just take the promotion, especially with the way the economy is right now. Like it's absolutely crazy. But right now I'm struggling with the fact that this career that I've worked hard for, I went to university for five years, is going to be thrown out in the garbage real soon because I just don't give a shit. Yeah, that's that. Let's go backwards for a second. I'm very curious as to how my perspective will change over the course of living out of the van. Like if if this episode, I'll just come back one day and be like, what? You're absolutely nuts. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, 
Now, I want to make it very clear that there are some days that are difficult in the van. Like, it is not a walk in the park. This is definitely not for everybody. But for starters, it sucks being sick. And being sick in the van is just a whole other level of discomfort that it just sucks. You can't run a bath. There's just a whole bunch of, it just kind of sucks. I still have to exhaust mental energy to know where I'm going to stay for the next 12, 24, 48 hours. I don't stay in one place every day, right? I'm constantly moving. And where I'm currently located, it's actually illegal to sleep in your vehicle overnight. So yeah, I have to change locations. I'm on like a rotation of sorts, not scheduled, but yeah, it can be a little bit hard when you just you're sick and you just want to be in one spot for like a week. It's just not possible right now unless you want to pay for a campground, which holy shit, has anybody seen the prices of campgrounds recently? Bonkers. Crazy. Which brings me to my next point. When you're living and working out of the same city location, there's just not a whole lot of privacy. You're always near other people. You hear traffic, whatever else. Fall and winter is coming, so it's getting a little bit more quiet, especially at night, which is nice. But when you're living in a van and living in the city, there's just not a whole lot of privacy. So on weekends, I tend to just leave the city and I'll go for like three, four days at a time. But yeah, privacy, that is one thing that is kind of crappy about living in a van. So there's that. However, I also realized that I appreciate the smaller stuff a lot more these days. It is so luxurious now to find or have a really good hot shower. Like some places are absolute garbage. And when I discovered the whole yoga studio shower situation, life changer. And when you find a really good place, it's just like, ah, yes, this is so exciting. This is so exciting. (laughs) I recently had my very first rainy day in the van and I was so pumped about it. I was like, Ooh, yeah, girl. Yes. We get to drink all the tea, light some candles now, like it is raining. Also, side note, the sound of rain falling on the top of your roof on the van sounds so amazing because it's like a tin roof, right? Like there's basically metal. Raindrops and metal is so soothing. Oh my God, it is so soothing. Love it. One of my favorite things about living in the van is the rain falling on the roof of the van, but only at night because this girl needs solar during the day, okay? (laughs) The other downside to living in the van is how everything just gets dirty so freaking quick, especially when you have a dog. Like here where I'm located on Vancouver Island, it, it rains a lot. And so I just always have towels on the floor, mostly because I don't want water to seep in through the flooring and I don't want mold. So I just have a whole bunch of towels down for this winter. The floors can get super muddy real quick and it's just everything just gets dirty really quick. So that's one downfall to living in a van. But you know what? It's fine. I'll take it. So far, I have a couple things that are 
van life essentials to me that I'm so, these are like the best purchases that I made for the van. One is the Spill Proof Dog Bowl from Amazon. 10 out of 10 recommend. I have taken this van on some gnarly roads in Oregon, California, BC, and Alberta. And let me tell you, this spill-proof dog bowl has survived every single back road and not spilt a single drop of water. The next favorite item in my van is my e-reader. It is so nice to have 30 books with you at all times and have absolutely no paper in the van. Like I could not even imagine having books in the van right now. Like I can't even, I don't even know where I would put them. So e-reader, bless, best purchase I ever made for the van. My third favorite thing in the van is my speaker. Now, for those of you listening that do know me, I am really not a morning person and I would never listen to anything in the morning. It ha- it must be silent at all times. It must be dead silent in the morning for me to even consider waking up. However, since moving in the van, this has slightly changed. I'm shocked. I'm just as shocked as anybody else who knows me because <laughs> if I wake up, open the sliding door, I'm at the beach, the sun is shining, it's beautiful outside. The first thing I want to do is one, make a cup of coffee and two, turn on my speaker. Uh, yeah, that's not, that is not anything like me at all. But yeah, my speaker, love my speaker. Life changing. And lastly, the fourth favorite item in my van for the last five months has been my string lights. It just really adds to the mood, makes it really homey. I'm very happy about it. Anyway, that's that. I recently asked some of you over on my Instagram for some questions for this episode and one of the questions I got was what I love and hate about van life. What I love about van life right now is the freedom. I'm not paying anybody else's mortgage. I can go wherever I want, whenever I want, and I'm always ready to go. It's like literally one of the things that I just am still trying to comprehend even five months in is like if I'm ready to just go somewhere... I have no packing to do. Zero. I'm always ready. (laughs) I am always ready. It's the best thing ever because you're like, oh yeah, I think I'll go camping this weekend or I think I'll go like to Tofino this weekend. And then my first initial reaction when I decide that I'm making a plan is, oh, I have all this packing to do. I have to pack my tent. I have to pack this. I have to pack that. I have to go get food. I have to go get fuel, blah, 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 blah. In the van, you don't have to do that. I already have all my camping gear with me. All my hiking gear is with me. I have everything with me. My fridge is constantly stocked. I don't need to do that. Literally, if I want to go to Tofino in two minutes, I can literally go to Tofino in two minutes. And it it doesn't, I'm just, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go 24-7. And that is really, (laughs) you don't understand. I have zero thinking to do. If I want to go out and do something, I just go out and do it. There's no hesitation. There's no planning. There's no thinking. You just go do it. The other thing I love about van life right now is that I get a million dollar view every day without paying a million dollars and I don't have a mortgage for it. I spend 
more time outside and I think that I'm enjoying a lot more of the little things. So as a result, I'm actually starting to feel a little bit calmer. So those are just a couple reasons why I love the van. And I'm going to add to this later because I feel like I have to do another bigger episode because there's just so many things I love about van life. Like I, I just, like I said previously, the desire of owning a house has gone completely out the window. I don't even see the purpose of it anymore, especially with the way the economy is going today. Why? Why would I ever do that? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. I can't even comprehend it. Why? Why? I mean, stability, I guess. I don't even know. The part that does suck about van life right now is it can be tiring some days because it's not always safe to park everywhere you go. So that's an issue that I'm currently struggling with is there's a lot of people struggling with addiction today and they're just all over the place. Like they're all over the streets and I recognize that they don't have other places to go, but it makes me feel unsafe and I don't feel like parking in a lot of places and it's just difficult to feel safe sometimes. Maybe it's just like a solo female thing, but that's just one of the things. It just gets a little bit tiring because I constantly have to feel like I'm trying to keep myself safe and it's it's a process. It's a it's mentally draining and it's also physically draining because I'm always trying to find ideal places for me to be. And I think the other part of van life that kind of sucks is that not everything is super accessible, like showering, for example. Like if I wanted to go shower right now, um, I would have about 30 minutes to make it to the gym to make it there in time. So there's just like, yeah, it's just not everything is super accessible when you want to go do something. So if I want to go shower right now, I don't have a whole lot of options right away. Like, yeah, I could ask a friend, family, whatever. I could go to the gym. I could go to yoga. But it's just not like I can just get up, walk to a shower, take a shower and go. That's It's not that easy. And I think the other thing about van life that sucks right now is that if something breaks, I need to find a combination for not just me, but me and the dog. And it has to be dog-friendly accommodation. And dog-friendly accommodations are just, one, hard to come by, and two, they just charge charge a lot more. So yeah, when something breaks in the van, it just kind of sucks because there's not a whole lot of feasible places for me and the dog to be. And I know that one of these days this is going to happen while I'm on the road and I have nobody that I know around. So that's something that I stress about pretty much every day. Like I don't, I I know that this day is going to happen and it is going to be shitty. And I think that that is going to be the crappiest part about living in a van is that when something breaks, it's literally everything. It's the way that I get to places, but it's also my house. And so I essentially become homeless with my van in the shop. So that's kind of hard, but also hard because I have a dog. So it's not just taking care of myself, but I also need to make sure that my dog is taken care of too. So probably for me, the shittiest part of living in the van, because when that happens, my entire world changes, right? Everything changes. So that's the most difficult part, I would say, of van life right now. But I will 
update you guys in a year and let you know because I'm sure that this will change as time goes on. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. So all in all, first five months in the van, pretty good success. We've had a couple road trips, did the Rocky Mountains, Tofino several times. What else did I do? Oh yeah, Vegas and <laughs> Oregon coast, California and a whole bunch of hiking trips. So yeah, first five months, success. Next is Baja. Our next episode, I'm going to be talking about <laughs> dating and van life. So stay tuned for that episode because that episode is going to be probably a bit chaotic. Let's go. See you next week. Goodbye, hobbits. Don't forget, stay wild.